0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at JustPlainZach. You can also give the show a follow at No with Zach on the Instagram if you want to stay up to date with that latest reality TV tea. It is Labor Day, or maybe you're not listening to this on Labor Day, but you it is being broadcast on Labor Day. So happy Labor Day. I hope you guys had a, a very long weekend that was filled with lots of rosé. I'm hoping it's some of my rosé, which is available at NoFilterWine.com, the new drag me cans inspired by Potomac are available now for a limited edition while supplies last. You're going to want to go and stock up at nofilterwine.com. Get the drag me cans. We have the full collection. I'm ready to mention it all. And then tell me who go and check me, boo. I'm ready to flip a table. And my personal favorite, I stole Kim's goddamn house, all inspired by some of the most iconic, some of my favorite iconic housewives moments. So definitely go stock up at nofilterwine.com. 14% alcohol by volume. So you're going to want to drink responsibly, but they will get you Liddy City. And less than a gram of sugar, so hopefully you're not too turnt the next morning. All right, guys. We have a lot to break down, and I know we have a lot to break down, and we're going to break it all down. First up, um, I am doing some collabs with some of my friends. I'm going to be on the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast with Diana. That's going to be coming out this week. We talked a lot about... um, We, a lot of stuff, we talked about Salt Lake City, we talked about New Jersey, we talked about lots of good tea that we're spilling on that podcast. You're going to want to go and subscribe to Diana Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. You're also going to want to check out Grant's Rants. I'm going to be on Grant's Rants this week. You know my pal pal Grant Rudder. I'm on his podcast and then Sunday I did up in Adams live. He was celebrating his fiance, Jason's new YouTube channel down with Jason. So I joined in with a few other collaborators and pod or, uh, podcasters youtubers we all jumped in to support that and i may have spilled a little tea there as well we definitely talked about the the margaret joseph stuff with teresa because they're beefing because of the uh teresa's boyfriend louis he's in some hot water he's been in some hot water but now marge is bringing it up on the on the real housewives of new jersey and that's juicy so i gave my thoughts about that so you're gonna want to check out up and adam Grants Rants, Believe in, Bravo's Bestie, Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Go and check them out. Also, this Wednesday, I have on a legal expert, a bankruptcy expert that's going to be helping us break down. He's a lawyer, and he's going to be helping us break down all of the pieces in this complicated bankruptcy. It's actually a really juicy case because we're also going to find out how everybody's getting paid through it all, um, how the victims may or may not be getting paid through it all, how the lenders are going to be getting paid through it all how the, the bankruptcy process actually works, whether you know people tweeting on Twitter is helping or hurting the case. We're going to be getting into all of that. And it's not just my opinion. I have an expert on, and he's going to be breaking it down for us. So, boom. All right. Um, I think you and I both know why most of us are here today. Okay, There was a lot that happened over the weekend, so you better believe I'm going to talk about it. So let's talk about it. So last week's Instagram live, which we tape every Thursday, and then I air the rebroadcast on the podcast and on YouTube by request. So many people wanted them. I upload. I uploaded like one or two, and then everyone, a lot of people, were requesting that I continue to upload those. And I'm trying to refine them so that they're a little less all over the place and a little more um, organized, similar to like these solo episodes or the interviews that we do or the deep dives. I'm trying to structure it and and make sure it's a little more. Um, you know, less all over the place and less, you know, unrefined. That way, when you're listening to it, it feels a little more professional like some of the other episodes that we have. Bear with me. We're working through this. But last week's live, which aired on Thursday, came out on Friday, Triggered a lot. I tweeted about the Raider Online article, which has since been retracted in reference to Lisa Rinna's daughters and their clothing collection or their clothing brand that they launched back in 2019 called DNA, which is for Delilah and Amelia. DNA, D and A, Delilah and Amelia, which I actually didn't realize until later when I was like, oh, that's what DNA stands for. Anyway. And it also, you know, we had Ronald Richards, who was giving an exclusive to Raider Online, where he talked about how he he had no other reason to believe that the money wasn't given to Erica's daughter's or to Lisa Rinna's daughter's company. I was able to debunk that. I openly debunked that on Instagram and on the live. And in that podcast episode, I had a lot of things to say about Ronald Richards in that Instagram live. It triggered a lot. Obviously, naturally, when I talk about him, I get a flood of DMs. I get a ton of tweets or it's actually mostly just DMs or emails and voicemails or you know whatever, but it's usually just private. But things really escalated over the weekend. Um, he did tell me that and I don't know if I believe this or not, but you know, in the name of journalism let's give him his his fair say since you know he says that i never give him a fair say he said that radar didn't quote him completely verbatim as we know radar has gone on to since retract that story and release statements from both lisa rinna's daughter's attorney and erica jane's attorney all they clarified what the DNA ink expense was um, Lisa Rinna's daughters are not involved in any of it which i broke and then they later, later clarified and Radar Online has since retracted and posted and published a new story Ronald Richard says that the quote that was in that i read last week his direct quote that was in the article wasn't entirely correct his exact words to me were radar didn't get the quote completely verbatim so it sounds like he is not taking any accountability and passing the buck off onto radar online and basically saying this was all them they ran with this story they took my words out of context or misconstrued what i was saying i don't know you take that as it is radar didn't give the quote completely verbatim i mean it sounded like it you know sounded like something he would say. I believe, I can't confirm this, but I believe he may have tweeted out the article. Um, He didn't seem to speak out against Radar Online when the article was first published, saying, hey, you guys misquoted me. That didn't seem to be a priority for him. So I'm taking that statement with a grain of salt. I tweeted my receipts in relation to DNA Inc. Ron reacted to me and continued to react to me and has continued to react to me since then uh at 11 p.m. and at 2:30 a.m. and at 5 a.m. all weekend long we have Kimberly Archie who has since jumped into it on Twitter she you may remember her from the Hulu documentary in relation to the Rui Gomez family she's best friends with Kathy who is Joe Rui Gomez's mother she is on Twitter speaking out against Ronald Richards so uh you know his commission also has come into question because he loves to say on other shows that he's not making any money um or that he is he's fronting all of the expenses which is technically true, but I was like, yes, you do front the expenses, but you get your expenses paid back in the end, which I've always been very clear about. And I've said every single time, but he loves to only focus on the fact that he's fronting all of his expenses. He does get 40% of whatever is recovered. As of right now, the estimated money that they are trying to recover is 25 million from Erica Jane. So if you do the math, 40% of 25 million, or it's 40 to 45% which is at least a minimum of, like, what, $10 million that he has to possibly profit off of this. Again, taking the money out of Erica's pocket, putting it into his pocket, and then passing it off to whoever is next in line to receive that money. And it's not looking like it's going to be the victims. Um, I posted the agreement that he signed with the bankruptcy trustee on Twitter. Um, and I also posted screenshots of some of the the DMs that he sent me where he basically confirms that he does get his expenses paid back at the end of all of this. So, yes, he is fronting a lot of money or he, he is fronting his expenses, but he gets it paid back down to his mileage. He literally gets like a mileage um, stipend for, you know, wherever he has to go, all of his filing fees, everything that he has to as long as it's a, the judge has to approve i think anything over 5000 but like anybody that he brings onto the case anybody that he hires that he has to pay those expenses get covered back through the estate through the money that comes in before it goes out so you know that i clarified on twitter he wasn't happy about that a lot of other people have jumped in my other biggest concern or my main concern and the reason i brought this up last week and the reason it ended up escalating on twitter is because things like you know his behavior, such as the Amex bills. He posted some personal Amex bills of Tom and Erica Girardi. He posted their personal Amex bills on Twitter. That's not public record. That information hasn't necessarily been put out yet. I don't even know. Like that, Erica's attorney has come out and claimed. I believe they gave a statement to Emily D. Baker on her YouTube channel. They. Are claiming that they never even saw those Amex statements that Erica was not in possession of them and they didn't give those to Ronald Richards and Special Counsel. That Special Counsel must have gotten those from the Girardi Keese records. W- records, which tells me there's probably a lot more of those invoices that Ronald is looking for um, in the Girardi Keese files and records. Obviously, we know those are very messy and that there's a lot of you know unknown factors in all of his books and Tom. Girardi's books at Girardi Keys. However, the Amex bills likely came from Girardi Keys or Tom Girardi's estate rather than from Erica Jane. So, for so Erica's attorney, my impression was seemed blindsided by the fact that those statements were released on Twitter, or that he, apparently, I don't think Evan C. Borges, who is the attorney, I don't think he's even seen those Amex records. So, this to me is like so: there's the Amex, the the Amex records or bills that he released on Twitter. Um, There are the retracted exclusives that he's giving to the press. There are the people that I know have disclosed to me that he's reached out to them and in exchange for coverage, he's offering these exclusives. To me, that's where I became concerned. And that's why this sort of escalated is because behavior like that is only building up Erica's appeal. So everyone that wants to um, say that I'm defending Erica or that me calling out Ronald Richards is, is actually, you know, supporting Erica in some misconstrued way, however you want to twist that, just because I'm not validating your hatred for Erica doesn't mean that I'm defending her, but... What I what I am trying to explain to you is this type of behavior, as long as it continues to go unchecked and we don't hold people accountable, this type of behavior is building a case so that if there is a judgment against Erica, her lawyers can then go to court and be like, well, we're going to appeal this because we weren't given the proper due process. It's exactly what happened with Bill Cosby, not to compare the two, but Bill Cosby got off on technicalities. He got off on the fact that, you know, there was, I believe, prejudice or bias towards him and that's the exact same argument erica's legal team can make if these these circus tricks continue to you know unfold and it's like you know, we're not helping the case. If anything, we're not helping anybody in the case. We're making the case worse because we're, I mean, now the IRS has been dragged into it. Now they're dig- digging into the Girardi uh, financials and looking at their tax records. And now they're likely going to be coming after them for tax evasion. That money is likely going to be coming out before the bankruptcy gets any of the money for the estate. So it's the the case is getting more and more messy and murky. And I'm like, he needs to stop, you know, mudding the waters. He needs to really focus on the scope and not let his ego get the best of him. Well, he, you know, has since had a lot to say about me on Twitter. I'll read a couple of my personal favorites of, of what he said. Again, in response to me trying to hold this man accountable. Um, I said that I thought his ego was clouding his judgment. He said, Zach has the biggest ego of them all. All he does is talk about his hair. And like, listen, my hair is fucking fly. I'm going to talk about it all day. I don't, I don't bleach. I don't go through a seven hour bleach and tone process process. Just to not talk about it. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. And like, listen, do I have an ego? Probably. I'm sure we all. Okay, we all have an ego. Number one, um, does my ego get a little big sometimes? Probably. I'm sure it does. You know, listen. I have a YouTube channel and a podcast. I clearly there's enough of an ego to think that people care about what I have to say. There, you know, maybe some form of narcissism. I think everybody, most people in Los Angeles, everybody that has a YouTube channel or a podcast, there is some sort of, there's something self-absorbed and narcissistic about that. Like, let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not denying that. I mean, obviously, you know, I get Botox, I brush out my brows, I bleach my hair. I have a podcast. Like, obviously, there is some element, there's a little bit of delusion to think that people care enough about me to be able to, you know, even have a social media account like we all have an ego um so yes i will if that's the best that you, you know he has to say about me i'll take that um he also says do you like to take you like to take pot shots when i'm not on the same screen which is kind of chicken stop bleaching your hair and drinking your wine brand drink and if you want to have a one-on-one do it but stop criticizing people that call you out what did he call me out about that i bleach my hair i'm sorry what what That's what you called me out about. I'm not afraid of you. That's why I have consistently, I've actually been one of the only people to speak out publicly, not supporting your behavior. Everyone else wants to book you on their podcast, on their YouTube channel, on their media outlet. Everyone else can do that. I was one of the only people that was willing to use my public platform to try and hold you accountable. If I was afraid of you, I would have stopped talking when you threatened to sue me for defamation. Because you tried to scare me, okay? This is where we go. We get again into this, this play, this you know, convenient, um, selective releasing of the details or the facts. We're very selective about what information we like to put out there. Um, stop bleaching your hair. That's not going to happen. Stop drinking your your dr- your brand drink. That's not going to happen either. Drag me, boo. Um, I love I love my wine. I'm going to pimp it out. I worked very hard on it. I'm very proud of it. It's not built off of blood money. It doesn't take any blood money. So it doesn't take 40% of blood money. So yes, I'm going to continue to pimp out my wine. nofilterwine.com. Thank you for the shout out. Um, uh, chicken that I don't have you, that I take pot shots at someone I'm not willing to share the same screen with. Last time I had you on my show, you wouldn't even got on, get on camera. I haven't seen a single YouTube interview that you've given where you've gotten on camera. So we are not on the same screen because you refuse to get on the same screen. I don't know why. I don't care why. But that's another, you know, half truth right there. Stop criticizing people to call you out. Yeah, we already addressed that. Okay. So those, and it goes on and on and on. These are all on Twitter. They're all on Instagram as well. I made sure to share them with everybody so that they can see this behavior because this is the behavior that needs to be checked and held held accountable. (sighs) Okay. Mess aside, here's what I have to say about this whole situation, this not so pretty mess. I think, and I said this a little bit on when I was on Up and Adam over the weekend, because um, one of his live chats asked about it. Uh, bottom line is this, the, the priority needs to be on the victims. It should be on the victims. It should remain on the victims. I myself will even admit like, sure, I'm pretty sure I've lost sight of that in this whole mess as well. So, but and and I'll take ownership of that. I'll say, you know what? I think I overshot. I overshot my mark. I maybe got a little too caught up in the fun of the Twitter feud. I maybe got a little too caught up and heated in some of the things that I've said about him. But now I'm saying let's refocus and let's prior- reprioritize what needs to be focused and prioritized. I don't care to fight with Ronald Richards to me. Like, sure, it's cute for a minute, but like it's literally been nonstop over the weekend. I've dipped in and out of Twitter, but it's literally been relentless and nonstop at all hours of the night. 2 a.m., 5 a.m., 11 p.m. You know, I don't want to block him because obviously I want access to his tweets because, like I said, I give credit where credit is due. And he has he has tweeted some good information. And I think that information is helpful. He tweets documents that are helpful. I, again, we'll give credit where credit is due. And I think there is some good to what he is doing. I just don't want him to lose sight of what the focus should be on. I mean, to me, it's embarrassing that, you know, I was, I literally had a call this morning with, you know, a helpful source of mine that's helping me break down and make sense of all of this Girardi, you know, scandal cases, bankruptcy, all of it. And first thing out of this person's mouth was, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, you and and Ronald Richards fighting on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's a little fun when, you know, it's like, you know, cheeky on Instagram. But like, I don't need like sources or like real people that I work with looking at that and then seeing that that's like a reflection of my behavior, which it is, and I own it. I participated in that. I responded to it. I, you know, I did. I probably will continue to at some point. I'm human. I like to dip in and out. I love to be a little shady at sometimes. I'm taking full ownership over my bad behavior in this as well. But I'm trying to say I was tr- it was all in pursuit of trying to hold him accountable. I agree I may have lost the scope. Um but you know, hopefully he can take my criticism is constructive and take it with a grain of salt and do his job that is what I think you know the victims need to be the priority the unfortunate part is the more I dig into this it's it's looking like it's not looking good for the victims it's heartbreaking and I think our focus should be on them our energy should be magnified to send them love and healing through all of this because I don't know how much money they're going to get out of it you guys and that's just the cold hard reality And it's unfortunate and it's sad and it breaks my heart and, you know, I just, I hope that there can be some sort of mending or healing through all of this for them because I can't even imagine how traumatizing this must be for them to have to go through their original trauma and then to have to live out all of this scandal and controversy and media spectacle. You know, it's it's unfortunate. And I think our hearts need to go out to them. Our love needs to be sent to them and just, you know, hope that there's some light at the end of the tunnel for them, that there's some closure and there's some healing through all of this. I also want. um, Yeah, no, that's it. They should be the priority and we need to send them a lot of love. And, you know, hopefully they are not getting too jaded watching this all play out because it's really unfortunate and there are so many other players involved in all of this like the deeper i dig the worse all of this really looks and the bigger all of this really looks And i know everyone wants to focus on erica jane i get it you know she's the easy target it's starting to look like she's being utilized as possibly a scapegoat to deflect from all the other big shady shit that's going on and the other major players that can also still be funding you know the bankruptcy or the estate right now and aren't. They could also be giving money, maybe less than, maybe more than, maybe equal to what Erica Jane took out. But a lot of other people had money that they got from Tom in the same ways that Erica did. And they're not being scrutinized. They're not being, you know, they're hiding right now, the same way Tom Girardi is hiding. And I think that's intentional. And I think some of these circus tricks may be to, I don't know. I'm not going to go there yet, but we'll, we'll dive into it sooner. Um, I do also found interesting Kimberly Archie, who you may remember, as I mentioned earlier, from the Hulu documentary. She um, is best friends with Kathy, who's Rui, Rui Gomez's mother, Joe Rui Gomez's mother. She was on Juicy Scoop, and she, interestingly enough, is claiming, so she not only is close to the Rui Gomez family, but she used to work for Girardi Keyes. She used to work at the law firm. She used to work with Tom directly. I think some of it may have been like undercover detective work that she was trying to do to build a case against Tom to help her friend and to help, you know, the Rui Gomez case. She is claiming, though, that the Ding Dong Ditch story is actually true, which I have been able to confirm with two other people close to the situation that know them Also confirming that the Ding Dong Ditch story was true, which goes back to my original theory that what we got on the show was a convoluted, chopped up, edited version of Erica's story made to sound or look more confusing, which I suspected was to tease and foreshadow all of the beef between Sutton and Erica. Because as you know, like as the storyline plays out, that's how the beginning episodes get edited is based off of whatever storyline we're trying to drive by the end of it. So if the storyline is becoming Sutton versus Erica, then it only makes sense that we try to build that story so that people see how we got to this feud that they're in. And if one of Sutton's big concerns is the Ding Dong Ditch story and whether or not Tom was in the Ding Dong Ditch, that's where, you know, that's where they have to build the story around. So Apparently Tom was in the ding-dong ditch. He didn't drive into the ding-dong ditch. He didn't drive over a cliff necessarily. I think Erica was being a little hyperbolic when she was saying that, probably for dramatic effect and probably because she didn't think people were going to scrutinize the story, so she fibbed a little or exaggerated it a little. But he apparently crashed into a tree, got out of the car, and fell down a hill. And that's where he ended up. He he was found. But apparently it actually did happen. Kimberly Archie detailed it on the Juicy Scoop podcast. You can listen to Juicy Scoop and listen to what Kimberly said. She also has a lot of things to say about Alyssa Miller, who's the bankruptcy trustee. She had some stuff to say about, you know, how like the breakdown of the payment of everything. So I just thought it was interesting that the Ding Dong Ditch story was actually real It wasn't to the full scope of how Erica described it on the show. Again, we don't know how Erica necessarily described it on the show only because, you know, she... I think editing may have influenced that. And I think, you know, she was definitely playing into the hyperbole. But apparently he also missed like a big event in Vegas because he was all bandaged bandaged up. And the reason this was all kind of kept quiet is because they were trying to protect his reputation and protect his law license. Which now makes sense why Erica was also building the narrative that, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. He, you know, broke his ankle. It wasn't anything, you know. It wasn't anything all that bad. And now, you know, she's changing her story because now we know that he may possibly have Alzheimer's and dementia. I've also talked, um, talked to people at the law firm who claim that he was starting to get a little spacey, whether it's full on Alzheimer's and dementia. I'm still very skeptical of that. And I don't think I believe it. But other people are, seeming to, are seemingly corroborating that. Again, take it with a grain of salt. They may be defending him. They may not be. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I've heard. But I would suggest listening to Juicy Scoop. It's all on there. And it is juicy. It's Miss Juicy, baby. Okay, Vanderpump Rules is returning this month, September 28th, which is really interesting because the trailer is so close to the release. I was like, oh, wow. Well, I guess it is kind of still like four-ish weeks out. Whatever. Trailer came out. It was a shorter trailer. Normally, our trailers are like over two minutes sometimes close to three minutes. This one was under two minutes, but I mean, it looked pretty juicy. There were, you know, a lot of good moments. It looks like there's some beef between Lala and Sheena, Lala and Ariana, which I predicted based off of what they've said about each other on my show. You can listen to those interviews here on hashtag no- new filters with Zach Peter. It looks crazy. And it, I'm glad that we're focusing on the veterans and not too many of the newbies. As we know, there are going to be some newbies introduced how full-time they're going to be I think is up in the air. I think Bravo is being really strategic about not really focusing on the newbies all that much only because with exception for Brock who's Sheena's baby daddy slash now fiance. I think they learned their lesson producers and Bravo learned their lesson last season by focusing on too many newbies. It distracted from the veterans, which is what we really want to see. So it looks like they're course correcting and they're really focusing on the veterans this season. That's all we saw in the trailer. That's all we saw in the new promotion pictures. So that's a good thing. That sounds positive. It looks like there's some beef between Katie and Sandoval, which obviously I think is natural because Katie is more of Tom Schwartz's backbone. So, Katie's like, you know what, Tom Sandoval, you're not going to take care. You're not going to come after my Schwartzy and his toesies. okay? I'm going to come in here and I'm going to defend him. okay? and you're not going to like me by the end of this, even though my podcast is called You're Going to Love Me. You're not going to love me by the end of this, Tom Sandoval, because I'm coming for you. It's interesting that Katie gets involved in a lot of the drama and Ariana doesn't tend or involved in the business and Ariana kind of doesn't get involved in the business as much. She respects is like, this is the Tom's business. This isn't my business. Whereas Katie really likes to jump in. But then again, it's like, you know, outside of her podcast, I don't know if she has any other like major projects that she's working on. I don't know. And, you know, people i don't want to shade her but people like katie the one those types of people that have podcasts like listen my podcast is a full-time job we bust out three three full episodes now a week monday wednesday and friday you know with the lives that we do and everything so you know i to me it is a full-time job i actually have research to do and a lot i don't know if you know katie who's doing a once a week podcast and has you know other people that are helping her with that podcast. I don't know if it's a full time job, so I think now that you know Vanderpump Rules is back, she has to get a little messy, and she wants to get involved in the Tom business because in the Tom Tom business because that's where her her bread and butter is coming from. That's where her dough is coming from. But I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Vanderpump Rules. Let's get. I'm willing to give it a try. I didn't love that we didn't really address anything with Jack Stassi, Brittany, Kristen. I think we definitely miss we the the trailer showed that we're missing Jacks, Brittany, Stassi, and Kristen, which you know, were such an integral part of the show. I think, you know, they will definitely be missed. They were the mess. They were the real mess and we loved them for being the mess. It looks like Lala's gonna have to carry a lot of this. Sheena, I think Sheena's going to stay true to herself, but it looks like Lala's probably going to end up, Lala and James, which, you know, has happened in prior seasons, are going to be the ones that are probably going to be carrying the show. And I hear Brock, Sheena's baby daddy, is the subject to a lot of drama we see in the trailer. Lala's like, oh, he hasn't seen his kids in four years, which I shared on Instagram. And then somebody else was like, oh, well, they live in Australia. And I was like, okay, well, let's let's watch the season. Let's let the season play out and let's see what happens. I'm ready for it. September 28th. We also see that the Summer House spinoff with the terrible name Summer House Southern Ch- or Summer House Winter Charm. No, yeah, Summer House Winter Charm is what it's called. I think that's a stupid name. So I'm just going to call it Winter Charm, which I also think is still a, winter- a stupid name. I thought Winter House was a cute name and we could have just kept it as Winter House. But Winter Charm is what I will be calling it. Winter Charm is coming soon. They released some new cast photos with some newbies. Oh my God, you guys, literally. <sighs> I'm not even lying when I tell you my phone is still blowing up on Twitter with Ronald Richards. He is still going. He is still going. I can't handle it. I still get all of the messages and I don't want to anymore. I'm over it. I would like to be excused from this narrative. Okay, um, I'll let him pop off. But we have some newbies. So this is the cast for Winter Charm. We have Lindsay from Summer House. We have Kyle from Summer House. We have Luke from Summer House. We have Paige from Summer House. We have Amanda from Summer House. And we have Sierra also from Summer House. This beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. So they're all coming in from Summer House. And then we have Craig and Austin who are coming in from Southern Charm. So we have Summer House. We have Southern Charm. I don't know why I thought Catherine was going to be a part of this. Maybe I made that up in my head because I love me some Catherine. But I could have sworn I thought Catherine was also going to be in a part of this. Or maybe she just did a cameo. I think Tom Sandoval also did a cameo on, on Winter Charm. So there will be some fun Bravo crossover cameos. But we also have some newbies. We have Jason Cameron, who's a cutie. We have... Andrea, Andrea, and, I, I'm assuming it's Andrea Denver. He looks like a cutie, too. I would like definitely make out with him in a closet. And then we also have Julia McGuire, 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 cute blonde. And then we have Gabrielle Neary. It's all on Instagram, so you guys can check it out. But we have three, four newbies, four newbies, but... And then predominantly the Summer House cast. And then we have uh, Craig and Austin, who I've openly said I would love to have a threesome with because I think they're both really hot. And it looks like Andrea can join us as well. Um, Luke, I wouldn't mind if he wants to, you know, slip a finger in there. And Jason's a cutie, too. Kyle, I don't know why I'm not attracted to Kyle. There's something about Kyle that I'm just not uh, not that. I mean, not that he's ugly, but oh, my God, what is happening on Twitter right now? What is happening on Twitter right now? Oh no. Oh no. Erica Jane just posted. Guys, this is happening in real time. Erica Jane just posted Ronald Richards. You need Lexapro. Talk about unraveling. E OMG. Erica Jane is jumping into the Twitter feud, everybody. Oh my gosh. What a pretty, what a hot fucking mess. Oh my gosh. This is breaking in real time. Erica Jane has jumped into the Twitter feud. Maybe I will re-engage in this. Yeah, well, she actually did like, so I made a a TikTok video um, with Mariah Carey's Why Are You So Obsessed With Me? And I screenshotted all of his tweets at me and all of the flood of DMs. I did a video showing all of it to Mariah Carey's Why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I wanna know Lying that you're sexing me Everybody knows you're delusional you're delusional boy you're losing your mind so yeah what a fun time guys like this is wild um but yeah so erica liked that tiktok that i posted on instagram not that i'm bragging about that but just to let you know that like she was she's been aware of this over the weekend she tweeted out popcorn and wine but it definitely is looking real messy um Could this get him thrown off the case? Am I part of Ronald Richards' demise? Did I caught, like, whoa, my ego. Check my ego. Who gonna check me, boo? Oh, guys. Okay, Garcelle, back to the news. Garcelle also wants Lisa Vanderpump to return to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And at this point, I'm like, let's go. Let's get it, girl. I'd actually not hate seeing Lisa Vanderpump back. Although I will say, I do think this current cast is Perfection. I think it is perfection. I think they're all bringing it. I think they're all delivering it. Everyone's kind of talking about how like Dorit doesn't have much of a storyline and Lisa Rinna doesn't have much of a storyline. But I think because Erica and Sutton and Garcelle and Dorit, I think because those tensions are dominating the storyline and interest amongst the audience. Like I think if we showed some of Lisa Rinna's storylines more or to storyline about her wedding dress and Lisa Rinna's lip kit, I think if that was continuing to, if we continue to show scenes of that, then I think we would have, um, gotten a little bored and we would have been like, we want to see the Erica stuff. Why are we dragging out the Erica stuff? So I think the interest is in the Erica stuff and obviously all the other feuds that are coming up like Crystal and Sutton. So I think the feuds are driving the season and that's why we're not seeing some of these other people have storylines because they don't have as much going on in terms of like the drama and the beef. So, but at this point I don't hate bringing Lisa Vanderpump back. I don't think she can ruin the show if anything but then I think we might have to cut somebody. And I just, I love this current cast. I love the friends of, I love the mains. I love all of it. All of it. All of it. I love it all. Give me all of it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Happy Labor Day. I hope you have a great Labor Day. And if you have some no filter wine, go out and uh, watch the feud and sue on Twitter. Maybe I'll jump back in. Am I about to be bad? I don't know. Check me. Who gonna check me, boo? Who gon' check me, boo? Uh, Bravo Book Club is—we're wrapping up Dorinda's book this Tuesday live on Instagram at No Filter with Zach at 6:30 PM Pacific, 9:30 Eastern. And so if you want to finish the last three chapters with me, we'll be breaking it down Tuesday live this Tuesday. We have our regular live this Thursday. I have a juicy new interview this Wednesday. I'm telling you guys, this whole thing is so much bigger than Erica Jane, and even bigger than Tom. I can't even get into all of it yet but i because i'm collecting all of the receipts so when i have all of those receipts and i'm ready to do it then we're gonna do it and we're gonna get into it so let's go baby let's get it um adam newell from up and adam will be on the podcast next monday he's spilling some tea go support adam go listen to grant's rants and go listen to the believe bravo besties podcast love you guys I'll talk to you guys soon give me a follow at just plain zach also on Twitter, that is my handle at just tech on Twitter because um, now things are getting messy and I'm like, let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you Wednesday or actually talk to you tomorrow night live on the Instagram. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Whether you're looking to build a website for your business, your hobby, your podcast, or just for fun, Pair Networks is your go-to web hosting partner. Not only do we have the lowest domain price in the industry, starting at just $11, bucks, we have got hundreds of stunning website templates to help you stand out from the crowd. You're not a techie? Not a problem. With our easy DIY site builders, you can launch your impressive website without any technical know-how. And when it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. Check out pair.com today to learn more. P-A-I-R dot Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller. Find your next obsession. Or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com podcastfree podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast